Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Joe Gillio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. I'm starting to feel it now. We did the hour countdown last night. What are we, 26 hours now? That feels about right. Whatever it is, I'm starting to feel amped. We have a playoff game here in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field tomorrow. The Eagles and the Giants. So much to get into tonight. We'll give you key players, uh, NFL picks later on, a guest from The Athletic. Uh, a lot to talk about, and we're going to have a very, very special explicit history tonight on this Friday, highlighting the two Eagles playoff wins over the Giants in their history. So we'll get to that, but let's just start with this, because we've talked through this game, the issues, the worry, where we think they're better, you know, all this stuff. We've talked through so many different angles in this game. You know, you know what I always think the day before or night before, you know, the Friday night before a playoff game is? It's gut feeling time. You know, we, we've, we know everything about these teams. We know everything about the injuries, which obviously have, have gone in the right direction for the Eagles here, with Jalen Hurts off the injury report and Lane Johnson slated to start and go tomorrow. So we know what we need to know. But I always think the night before a game or, or two nights before a game, it's just time to talk about our gut feeling on this game. And mine actually has changed over the course of the week. Like when I watched the Giants and Vikings last week and I thought about division game three, you know, three times in a very short period of time seeing the same team. My my first thought last Sunday night when I saw the line go up for the game and I thought about the matchup and I thought about, you know, the Eagles really not playing their best down the stretch. My first thought was it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. It's going to be an old school NFC East kind of game. But as the week has gone on, and maybe this is because the Eagles injury report has gone in the right direction. Maybe it's because I continue to hear ridiculous, and I mean ridiculous hype, about a nine-win football team up in New York. I, I don't. Maybe it's all these things combined. But I've gone the other way. My gut feeling on this Friday night is that the Eagles are going to win, and it's not going to be close. The Eagles are going to win this game by more than more than ten points. It's going to be a double-digit victory by the Eagles tomorrow night at Lincoln Financial Field. And all the fear and all the worry about this team. and what, I, I just think a, a deep breath sometimes is necessary. And, he, and here's what's necessary to remember. This team was 14-3. and three. We had discussions during the season that this could be the greatest Eagles team of all time. And I don't think that was ridiculous. Now, they have to go out there over the next four weeks and, and prove that. But that's the way they played this year. The Eagles played with Jalen Hurts under center. As not a good football team, they played as a great football team. They were 14-1 and with Jalen Hurts starting. And the one loss came when they had four turnovers. 14-1, and one loss came with four turnovers. This team wasn't good. It was great. This team wasn't just squeaking by. They were blowing the doors off teams at their best. This isn't some team that gets picked off by a nine-win football team in the division around 215-592-9494. What's your gut feeling on this? Like when you when you just deep down, what does your gut tell you about tomorrow night? I mean, I don't expect, I mean, if you feel it way, you could tell us. I don't expect many people to, to talk to us tonight and say you think the Eagles are gonna lose this football game tomorrow. But we all have a gut feeling. And, and really it's either you think it's gonna be a tight, close game, or you think the Eagles are gonna pull away and win this game by double digits and run away from the Giants. And I think that is more likely to occur than the close game. And Let's just go through the facts here. You know, the, the reality of these two teams. Mentioned the Eagles were a great football team this year at 14-1 and with Jalen Hurts. He's back at quarterback. When these teams played and they were both trying, that happened once this year, right? We know they've played twice, but in Week 18 it was a very strange game to where the Eagles didn't play all. The Eagles you know, had Jalen Hurts not playing like himself. The Giants didn't have their starters out there. The Eagles needed the game. The Giants didn't. It was a bizarre game. Preseason kind of feels. So let's just move that aside for a second. 
The one time each team tried, the game was 48-22, and it was over within 10 minutes. The game was over within 10 minutes. The one time each of these teams played each other and tried against each other. It was a rout. We know the Eagles have the better offensive line. They have the better defensive line. They have the better quarterback. They have more playoff experience, which I think is crucial in this. You know, this isn't a Giants team that's been there three or four times that they're, they're ready to go further. This is brand new. I mean, that team has stunk for a decade. And now they've gotten back to respectability, but they've sunk for a decade. Like, there's no playoff experience on that team, meaningful. They met their best players, Jones and Barkley and Lawrence and Thibodeau. Like, they're all new. They haven't done this before. And the gap between 14-3 and and 9-7-1, and let's not pretend that's not big. You know, this isn't a little bit of a difference between these two teams. It is a big difference between these two teams. A big difference. 14-3 and versus 9-7-1 and is a major difference. And if that's not enough, their point difference when the Giants were outscored this season. Meanwhile, the Eagles outscored their opponents by 133 points. These teams aren't in the same class. If you're talking about fighters, one is, one's a heavyweight. One's been a heavyweight all year, and one is is a, a lightweight. I mean, that, that's the reality of this. It's it's a heavyweight versus a lightweight. And then you add in the Giants are in their third straight road game. It's The more I think about this and the more I let my gut take over, the more my gut tells me this is a double-digit win for the Philadelphia Eagles in their first playoff game this year. 215-592-9494. What's your gut telling you tomorrow night? Is this going to be close? Are we going to be biting our nails in the fourth quarter? Or are we talking about a a game in which the Eagles are going to run away from a nine-win football team? I think it's that more than the former. I also want to play this for you because, listen, I – I understand when fans or, you know, you watch ESPN and NFL Network, everyone's getting all caught up in themselves. But if I hear one more comparison, actually, let's play this first, because if I say this and then we play it, I'm going to have to jump in the Schuylkill. I was going to say, if I hear one more comparison of this Giants team to the 07 team, I'm about to jump in the Schuylkill. I'm allowing one more. Here it is, Nick Costos, you hear on Mark Cerise on uh, You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. He's a Giants fan along with being a gambling analyst. Listen, here's what Nick had to say a couple days ago. I am getting big time. Oh, my God. This is the best drug ever. <laughs> I am getting big time 2007 vibes from this team right now. Yeah. Big time. Can we just take a deep breath here for a second? 07 vibes. The 2007 Giants, that was the team, obviously, that beat the Patriots, the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. And they went on a great run to do what they did. That team had a coach in Tom Coughlin who's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Let, let's let Brian Dable, you know, win 10 games in a season before we put him in the Hall of Fame first. So let's just, let's just go there. That Giants team had also been to the playoffs the two years prior to that year. Where they, they won the division in 05. They came here. We'll talk about that game in explicit history coming up. The 06 Giants came here in the playoffs. That wasn't just some team who was bad for a decade and then got in, you know, and made a crazy run. That team had been in the playoffs two years in a row. That was their third straight trip to the playoffs, and they went on a magical run. And also, that team had a Hall of Famer on the defensive line and one of the great pass rushes ever. Obviously, Strahan is who I'm talking about. Like that team, there was elements of them like, oh, they're, they're kind of dangerous if they get in. This Giants team isn't in the same class as that 07 team. It's it's like I'm, every time I turn on ESPN this week, well, you remember the 07 Giants? Yeah, I do. Oh, you remember what the 07 Giants did? They went on a run. That team had a Hall of Famer on the defensive line. They had a Hall of Fame coach. They had been in the playoffs years before. Like, stop it. 
the Eagles are not playing the 07 Giants. They're playing the 2022 Giants that barely beat a bunch of bad teams all year, won nine football games. This isn't going to be close. 215-592-9494. Tired of it. I'm tired of all week with the 07 Giants comparisons. I'm tired of the fear all week. I'm tired of all the nervousness. The Eagles are a way better team. They are rested. They are at home. The Giants are in their third straight road game. Better offensive line. Better defensive line. What are we doing here? This game will be won by the Eagles by double digits. 215-592-9494. What's your gut telling you as we look forward to tomorrow night? Tucker, what do you feel? What's in your gut? I mean, the Eagles are clearly the better team on paper, right? The Eagles, I don't really know if you could find a position or a matchup that that favors the Giants anywhere on, on the field or on the roster, but... The one thing I keep coming back to this week is the Giants aren't a team that beat themselves, right? They, they lost seven games this season, but I think only two of them came by, by multiple scores. They're a team that's solid, and they're a team that throughout the season hasn't beaten themselves. I think back to their biggest win of the year, probably up until they, they beat the Vikings last week, was probably against Baltimore early in the season, week mm-hmm. five or week six. They won that game because Lamar Jackson turned the ball over twice in the final three minutes, and Danny Jones took care of the football. I, I think the Eagles win this game, and... If they won by two or three touchdowns, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would be shocked if the Giants came out on top. But this is a team throughout the season that hasn't beaten themselves, that has played competitively no matter who the other team is on the field. And as we sit here today, 25 hours and 50 minutes away from kickoff, I think it's going to be a little closer. I-, I think it's a game that with, you know, seven, eight minutes to go, the Giants might have the ball with the chance to take the lead or tie the game. But... At the end of the day, I just I don't see them having the firepower to do so. 215-592-9494. Tucker's feeling a nail-biter. E- Eagles win, but in a nail-biter. I'm feeling the Eagles pull away, and it's a route by the end. 215-592-9494. What's your gut telling you? The gut never lies. Deep down, night before a playoff game, two nights for a playoff game, on a Friday night before a playoff weekend, the gut doesn't lie. You know what you feel deep down. Forget what you heard. Forget the dumb 07 Giants comparisons. That's This team is not that team. What is your gut telling you about tomorrow night at Lincoln Financial Field? Let's talk to Jake in Huntington Valley. Hey, Jake. Yo, what's going on, fellas? What's Thanks up, for Jake? Taking my call. You now, got I'm it, ready buddy. To go, man, and I'm so tired of this fear and this nervousness. We are we were the best team in football almost all year in the NFC, and all of a sudden, people are talking about the 49ers because they went on an eight-nine game win streak. We're the team to beat. They gotta come through Philadelphia and we are gonna smash the Giants this weekend. It's gonna be double digits. They can't hang with us. We got the weapons on offense. We got the defense. We got the edge on special teams. They don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. We are gonna stomp them down. It's gonna be a heavyweight fight and we're gonna score the knockdown, man. Yeah, Jake, I'm, no I'm glad problem. you said I'm glad you said it. I'm I'm glad you said what you said, because it is it's 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 annoying. Like it's annoying at this point. It feels like the Giants have become like the team everyone wants to talk about. Like they are the, the trendy or, or sexy underdog. And I'm like, wait a second. They're not even that good. They're not even that yeah. good of a team. They won they, nine games. They beat a Vikings team that could barely win games. They needed to get miracle wins and a, the largest comeback win ever in NFL history. And all these other wins that they had, I think they had seven or eight wins by, you know, six points or less. So they, they didn't really... You know, the Vikings were kind of a shadow good team. And, you know, so I'm, so, I'm sick of this. There's no comparison between this team and that team from the Giants. I mean, they were they, they have one of the best defenses of all time. All Eli Manning had to do was just manage the game. 
That's that's not what's going on here. I no, mean, it's, Jake, it's not. not. I mean that you. I mean we remember that pass rush with Strahan and those guys. Like they were dominant. This team is not that. It's it's ridiculous. Those comparisons are ridiculous. It just seems lazy to me. Like well, you know, 15 years ago they they had nine wins. They went to the Super Bowl or whatever. Like what what are we doing? Just because that happens again doesn't mean it's the same kind of team. It's not at all. Like that team, you had to fear a little bit with that pass rush. This team. Come on. What what are we talking about? And, and Tucker brought it up, and it's true. The Giants have kept things close. They play tight games. And, if you know, that's kind of been their M.O. all year. And they have found a way through some coaching, through some smart play by their quarterback to, to, not, to not lose a lot of those games. They wait for the other team to make the mistake. But there was an exception that, to that. And that was early in December when the Eagles went there and they blew the doors off them. The game was over in the first quarter. So, yes, they, the Giants have done a nice job this year of keeping things close. They play tight games. They're in the fourth quarter. It's 21-20 or whatever, and they got a chance. And that's why, you know, their coach might win coach of the year. But when they played the Eagles and both teams were trying, it wasn't close. The game was over. Tyrod Taylor came in in garbage time because they didn't want to get Daniel Jones hurt in a route. That happened. And now they play again here, and the Eagles have 21 of 22 starters healthy. Let's go. Let's talk to Ken in Mays Landing. Hey, Ken. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good, Cam. What are you thinking tonight? Listen, man, I am so glad that you guys came on with some positivity because I'm so entirely over it. I like to mess around with my own opinion and kind of grade each player like 1 to 10. If you put the Eagles against the it is not even close across the spectrum of individual skilled players and offensive and defensive lines. If you're talking Dallas and 49ers, yeah, I got a debate that you could toss either one of them and it would almost be equal numbers across the skilled players and a lot of other areas to, yeah, I could be worried. But this one, man, if we lose this, it's ultimate disappointment. But I'm looking at, I don't think the Giants are going to get shut out. I think a touchdown, a couple field goals. But the first take care of business. A field goal, three touchdowns, maybe a fourth at the end. But other than the junk touchdown by the Giants, I just think, man, they're just so outmatched. They're outclassed. Well, I think that's the right word. I mean, Ken, what you said there is the right word. They're outclassed. I mean, this is a matchup where player for player, they're not in the same league. Player for player. Go across the board. Tell me one player on that Giants team other than their defensive center. What's his name? The trash talk dude. Oh, Lawrence. Uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Other than him. I I mean, and he wasn't really talking that much trash. He kind of gave Kelsey a comment. He's like, he's small, but he's scrappy. It really wasn't that big a deal, but... Other than him and maybe Saquon better than Sanders, but he's not healthy. At least Miles, he's been unhealthy, but he still played more than him. So forget about it. Across the board, do they have an A.J.? Do they have a Smith? Shoot, Quez Watkins will be a starter on their team. No problem. You know what I mean? They definitely don't have a Goddard in their lineup. No, no. they I mean, Ken, that you're, you're right. I mean, and I, it's kind of, as you said that, Ken, I can't appreciate the phone call. So, so, Tucker, he said, and it's interesting, last caller, Ken, brought up the idea of if you kind of line up the players, right, player for player. How, so if, if we made a list, and I just started doing this off the top of my head, of the 10 best players that will be on the field tomorrow night, how many do we think are Giants? So I, here I got to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got to eight that I think will be on the list. Eagles. Now, tell me, tell me if you think differently. So I, I think Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence deserves to be on the list. I can think of Dexter Lawrence – did you put Barkley? Maybe Barkley. Okay. So here are the eight Eagles. I don't, and I, we can have Barkley and Lawrence on there, but to round it out, I have Hertz, Kelsey, Lane, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Reddick, Bradbury, and Sweat. I think they're all on that list. At least I two spots. So eight of the 10 best players in this game tomorrow night 
you know, just on pure talent, are are Eagles. I mean, that's a pretty that's pretty significant. I mean, I bet next if we do it next week, Eagles, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys. I'm, it's not going to be eight to two. I don't know what it will be. Six four, five five. It would definitely be more even from a talent perspective. Of course. The Giants have some decent players. Like, along that defensive line, you also have uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep, who started to come on it and has big moments. You have Aziz Oshilari, who even though he's questionable, he might be their best edge rusher on the team. And then you even throw in Leonard Williams, too, who combined with Dexter Lawrence, I think, honestly, right there with the Eagles, his best interior pass rush in the NFL. Yeah, and I didn't even put Hargrave on the list. I think you could you could fight for Hargrave and, and take somebody off. It, that's Look, the Giants are not talentless. They're in the NFC Divisional round. But the gap in talent, it's real. I mean, it's real. 215-592-9494. My gut's telling me Eagles are winning this game by double digits. Tucker thinks it's closer. Robert is in Washington Township. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, um, Robert. What are you thinking? I kind of agree a little bit with Tucker. You know, I, I like the idea that what the point spread is. I think that's kind of close uh, to where I think it's going to be about score-wise. Two things I'm looking at is one is the game within the game. I think Miles Sanders, you know, has always been, like, kind of behind Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to have a big game. And I think that, that Bradbury kid, you know, he, they let him loose. He's going to want to show them that, you know, they made a mistake. So I think those two guys will have good games. I think it'll be important. And I also think because, uh, you know, it's a third road game, I think as the game progresses, the momentum part wears off. And I think just this conditioning and the – the, you know, the fresher legs and stuff will, you know, make the difference as it gets into the fourth quarter. Well, what you said is a big deal, the last point you made, because it's a big difference, right? One team's off a bye, so they're fresh, and the other team's on their third straight road game. That, that you're right, in the third or fourth quarter, that can make a, a big difference in the game. And, Robert, I, I love the Bradbury thought, because not only do they cut him, right? Players get cut all the time, but they cut him, I believe, in April or May. Like, they did it after free agency, so it really hurt his earning power. Like, he, you know, there was... He wasn't going to get a multi-year deal for a ton of money, you know, in that time of the year because most teams they used all their cap room in March, so they kind of screwed him for this year for how much money he was able to make. Absolutely, and I tell you what, I'd rather be an Eagles fan with the game in my park than going to Apple to see the Giants. I think you know, I think home field's going to be good. Yeah, it always is, Robert. We appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would not surprise me if Bradbury has a big game tomorrow. I mean, he's got a, you know, he doesn't have to go up against a great wide receiver. The Giants don't have one of those. And there's got to be a little bit of that. Like, you know, it, it's a business. Players get cut. They, their contracts get changed. I mean, that, that's the way the NFL works. But when you cut a player at a weird time of the year when the, kind of the, the, the momentum of free agency is over, that bothers those guys. Because, like, instead of 30 teams bidding on you, 31 other teams, you know, I, I would say probably at that point when the Eagles were able to grab Bradbury, I, you know, maybe 20, 25 of those teams already had – filled their need they had signed a different corner they had drafted a corner in the first round they're not gonna go pay James Bradbury in the middle of May so it, it hurt him and that you know that was where the Giants did their business and it, it worked out great for the Eagles and and for Bradbury he'll get another contract after this year so he's going to be okay but it really did work out well um for him here but in the moment I'm sure he was annoyed I'm sure he still is annoyed at the Giants cutting at that point 215-592-9494 that's how you hop board we got a lot to talk about tonight when you hop in I need, to feel, I need to hear your gut feeling on this game. My, mine is the Eagles are going to win this game by double digits. You know, as the week has gone on, you think about the matchup, the players, health, home field. I, I just I, I don't think the Giants are in the Eagles league. I, I think at the end of this weekend, four heavyweights are going to emerge. Four, the four best teams of pro football are going to move on to next weekend. And, and the Giants aren't part of that group. The Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to win this game by double digits. That's my gut feeling. Tucker thinks it's closer and a nail-biter in the fourth quarter. When we get back, all your calls, where you lie on this, and we'll play explicit history. Now, we'll do this with a special one. 
So we've done Eagles-Giants before, but we've never done Eagles-Giants playoff wins. The two Eagles playoff wins over the Giants will play explicit history with those two games. Set it up next. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's a hop aboard on... The biggest football Friday night of the year. I just mean 2023. I mean, the, the football season. We got a playoff game here in South Philadelphia tomorrow night. And I am I, I am done hearing about how good the Giants are. I'm done hearing the comparisons to 07. I'm done worrying about this game. Here's where I'm at right now. My gut is telling me the Eagles are going to win this game by double digits. I understand the Giants won a playoff game last week. They're well coached. Daniel Jones is not a bad quarterback anymore. They're all great. Wonderful. The Eagles are 14-1 and with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, this season. They have Jalen Hurts back. He's off the injury report. This is a heavyweight against a lightweight. 215-592-9494 gets you aboard. And when you hop in, we got to play explicit history. So we do it every Friday night. It's one of our favorite games here. And typically we'll kind of match it to a theme, right, who the Eagles are playing that week. So we've, we've done Eagles-Giants explicit history. There's a lot over the years with this rivalry. But here's one angle we've never done. So there have been four Eagles-Giants playoff games over the years. So we're going to focus on the two Eagles wins. The two Eagles wins over the Giants in the playoffs, obviously 2006, 2008. 06 here, 08 up in, I think it was the new, I can't remember if it was the new stadium or the old stadium, but uh, MetLife, whatever they called it then, East Rutherford, you know what I'm talking about. Was it the new one or the old one? Which year? The 08, when the Eagles won there. I can't remember if it was the old building or the new building. It might have been the old one. Uh, it might have been the old one. They opened that new place around that time. So I, whatever building it was. It's it was the old stadium. Okay. So 06 here, 08 up there. The two Eagles playoff wins over the Giants. The new stadium opened in 2010. Okay. So a couple years later. So we'll give you a moment from those games with obviously a name bleeped out. You tell us who the name is. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to, um, we got Wayne and Ben Salem who's up. What's up, Wayne? Hey, how you doing, Joe? Good, Wayne. What are you thinking tonight? What are you feeling? What's the gut telling you? Uh, I'm with you, man. I think we're going to beat these guys really easily. I expect by the fourth quarter to be channel surfing with the wife waiting for next week. That's how good I feel about the game. But however, hello? Yeah, I'm I'm listening, Wayne. I channel surfing fourth quarter. I'm with you, buddy. (laughs) That's right. I I expect to be cruising. But however, if the Eagles lose to Daniel Jones, I mean, we're talking about Daniel Jones. Who moved to Daniel Jones? I'm a Tyrant Eagles fan. I'm out. I've been an Eagles fan for 40 years. I suffered a lot of heartbreak. And I swear to God, we lose to Daniel Jones in a playoff game. I'm done. You and Angelo going out together, Wayne? If, if Me, Daniel Jones could. Going... out with Angelo. <laughs> oh, no. That's it. That is it. Yeah, I'm and Wayne. In the box. It'd be bad. It, it would. It would be bad. Let's not. But here's the thing. Let, let's not put that bad juju out there, right? If they're not going to lose to Daniel Jones, but you know, it would kind of no. be. It would kind of be like Jake Delhomme, Brad Johnson, right? Like those <laughs> those kind of playoff losses. Right. You can't. You can't take them kind of loss. Not no Daniel Jones. Now we lose next week to the Niners or the Cowboys. I'd be upset like everybody else. But you know, I'm still a winner. But not Daniel Jones. No, they can't. They can't. You can't lose at home to Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right, Wayne, let's play explicit history. We're going to give you a moment from the uh, Giants-Eagles playoff games in the past. You tell us the name bleeped out. You ready? Yes. All right, Wayne's ready. We just beat the Giants without a doubt. New Orleans is nothing to us. We are the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles! Yeah, baby! 
listen, this is our year. Every other year, we, we've came close, but this year is our year. Baby is our baby. He's it, baby. We are going, baby. Wayne, who is that fan talking about? Who's the player he, he yelled out that's our baby? Um, I forget his first name, but it's Garcia. Yeah, you knew it, Wayne. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Wayne, appreciate it. Uh, if I recall, and I, this has to be true because it's in my head, I believe, um, I'm thinking maybe 2016 or 17, I was doing part-time at that point still. I was on a Saturday evening. It was during Eagle season, so I, I think it was early in the 2017 season. I believe that caller, if, if I have his name correctly, his name is Larry Poff. He called me. I've spoken to him before on WIP. Like, that guy who was on TV that night, you know, Jeff Garcia is our baby. He's our baby. Yeah, I think he usually gets credit because they went on and played New Orleans the next week, yeah. but they beat the Giants that day. It was post-Giants reaction. You're right. That, people kind of think of that as the Saints stuff. but that was... I think that Giants game gets forgotten a lot. Like, well, I think we tend we're... to think, like, Jeff Garcia came and they lost to the Saints. The Giants game kind of gets skipped over. Yeah, a playoff win. That was a very close game. And, and we'll play more of the, the moments from that game. That, so that was kind of post-game parking lot afterwards. And if I had to guess, I would guess that fan there had had a, a, a couple drinks over the course of the evening. 215-592-9494. Billy is in Princeton. What, what are we doing? We're letting on Giants fans now. What's up, Billy? Uh, thanks for letting me on. I appreciate it, boys. You got um, it, Billy. What are you thinking? Well, honestly, I just think that, you know, I've watched every Giant game for years, every play, blah, blah, blah. And this year, they are playing the best football coming into you guys. So I grant, I give you your props. You, got, you guys got a great team. But I think I'm looking at this as a 50-50 game right now. 50-50? I do. You're a seven-and-a-half-point dog, Billy. Come on now. But here's why. Because I'm looking at it, and – Daniel Jones, you guys are making fun of him, but this kid is playing the best football, and it's because he's coached and he's getting better and better. Saquon is healthy. He looks like he looks young. He didn't get many hits last week. And you guys have a quarterback that if he takes a few hits, we'll see. If he can run and he can survive, okay, then you guys have a good chance. But I don't know. He doesn't, you know, he hasn't he hasn't played much. And he's and you guys we're coming off a win. We got momentum, we're loose. And I think when it gets close to the end, I'll take Dable over your coach, Sariani. I think that I think you're in trouble. In trouble? 14-3, and three, Billy. Number one seed. This is your third straight road game. Eagles rested and watched right. last week. They, they sat on the but couch that, like you and 14, I. But 14-3, how you been playing lately? I haven't seen oh, – Billy, 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 wait a second. You guys are good. Billy, how, Billy how, many, how many games did your team win from the first week in November until the end of the season? Three, right? I said – Right, but we're playing our best ball right well, now. Because you won one you guys game. Are not. You, you won one game. No, not fraud. one game. No, no, no. Oh, the, we, you're giving me the Colts. Colts. The Colts. I mean, come on. No, but but Jones. But Jones was playing like we had. A, we got our rhythm going, and then when we played you guys with our scrubs, you guys you had a win, and we we physically put it to you. So so I'm just saying, we're we're loose and we're coming, and we're going to make up for a lot of years that you guys toasted us in these two playoff games you were just talking about. I I died with that because. The Giants should have gone to the Super Bowl and you took us out of the tournament. But this is our payback time, and I think it's coming. Yeah, you know what? Because I, I have a lot of relatives, and you know, I, my, my wife's side is all Philly people. But, you know, and if the Giants lose, I will be, I will be rooting for the Eagles, honestly. Billy, when, they, when, they, when, when, when boxing used to be popular, they used to keep the heavyweights with the heavyweights and the lightweights with the lightweights. You got a lightweight coming in here, Billy. 
It's a you lightweight. See, that's your problem, though. You're lightweight. calling us lightweights. No respect. No respect. We're not lightweights. We have we have mm, nine wins. You don't even uh, mention Xavier McKinney in the backfield. This kid is back there. You didn't uh, play I mean, let's let's, let's let's Jackson. not pretend it's Rob Woodson against... back there. Or Ed no, Reed, Billy, he, Billy. Come on, buddy. I mean, let's. I mean, McKinney's a nice player. He went to Remember Alabama. when he broke his hand on an ATV during their bye week? Actually, That's the guy you're rooting for. He shared his uh, his. Uh, I guess it was X-ray from that this week. Do you see that? He put on Instagram. He um, the doctors th- told him he almost lost his hand. I was thinking, because remember when uh, Pierre Paul blew his finger off with the fireworks? Yeah. It's like once every 10 years, a Giants player just almost loses a hand. Almost reminds me of another New Year guy. Remember when Jonas Cespedes, like tore up his ankle running from a, a wild boar? Yeah, I forget I forget what his excuse was. Some, he, he lied about it at first, and then it came out that he was, he was being chased by a wild boar. That guy was something else. All right, let's talk to, um, let's talk to Brian in Warrior today. What's up, Brian? Oh, Billy, 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 I know, Billy. Brian, I, I feel bad for people <laughs> oh, like Billy. It's, Billy's got to put some hope in his chest because he knows that the train is coming and the tracks are getting tight. So uh, I appreciate, Billy, what, represent your team, but you end tomorrow. Um, Joe, I, the crockpot's are ready. The beer is cold. It is now time for game day. I can't wait anymore. I can't hear another debate on what's going on or let's break it down. People are pumping up the Giants because they need a storyline. Look at the stats. Look at the players. Look at the rosters. Look at what has been accomplished this year. It's not going to be close, but you got to talk about something. So why not make it, oh, Daniel Jones is the comeback kid of the year. He's the best quarterback since sliced bread. No, he's not. He's Daniel Jones. Yes, he's playing well, but we have a stacked roster. And the one thing I wanted to say is we got a lot of Really good players who have never been in the playoffs before. And they're looking for the first time in their careers to maybe go into the playoffs and make some serious noise with a good team. Philadelphia, go to bed feeling happy. Wake up, put on your gear, and let's go. It's game time tomorrow, and we're going to win. I mean, listen, Brian, you're right. And and I, and I there it's, it's it feels like a, a turning point game for some of these young Eagles' careers, right? Like this is when they start putting their – yeah. Their, their legacy down is part of the franchise, right? Like Kelsey's been part of a million playoff wins, and, and BG's been part of a, you know some good runs here. But this is the first one for Hurts, the first playoff win as an Eagle. Devontae Smith, like this is their time now. To, to this is like the next era of Eagles football. And and, and I tell you, Brian, I, I know deep down Jalen Hurts is embarrassed on how he played in the playoff game last year. He, like, I I I imagine he's been sure. stewing on that and waiting for his next chance on the big stage. He. Jalen is it's going to be a statement game tomorrow for Jalen. I, I honestly believe that Jalen is sitting there ready to go, and this is going to be the game where he says to all the people across his career, go back to college. He is going to show people that he has arrived, and we get to ride his coattails as our quarterback. I could not be more excited to get started tomorrow, and I appreciate the time. Joe, I had one question, and I'll let you go. Yep. How do you think the defense is going to deal with the Jones running factor? Do you see us playing it straight up and then go into a potential spy situation? Or how do you, how do you see that as more of a must rush? I'm just curious on your thoughts. But have a good night, man. I'll talk to you later. You got it, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to be worth the spy. Um, now, now, they could. I mean, they could do that because I'm not scared of the Giants receivers. You know, the, the idea that you need safeties back deep. You could bring someone up and keep them near – uh, for Jones, it's interesting today. The Eagles elevated Anthony Harris. You see that? That was. Uh, did you also forget he was on the practice I squad? I did. Uh, I wonder. So my my first thought when I saw that was 
Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to play the slot. Like, he's going to play corner. So they want more just – they want more bodies and depth at safety because until Avante gets back, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to play uh, nickel corner. So that – you know, we'll see how that whole plays into it. But I, Jones is a nice runner, and, and he obviously had you know, a good amount of yards last week. And, and this game is actually the most combined rushing yards of any playoff game between quarterbacks in NFL history, which seems like crazy. Because, you know, I, I think people still look at Jones, it's like, well, he's okay. He could run a little bit. No, he, he he ran for 600, 700 yards this year. And obviously we know Jalen Hurts can run very well. So, yeah, I mean, Jones's legs are certainly a concern. But I also think when the Eagles have their have two linebackers out there with White and Edwards, I mean, they could contain that. I mean, that, that especially White. He's a, he's a fast linebacker. He can contain that. Let's talk to Rowan in Northern Liberties. What's up, Rowan? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, good thing. So I have a, uh, a my our, my wife and I, our niece, her four-year-old birthday is uh, it's in Jersey City Sunday. I plan on rocking my Eagles gear after the win, walking the streets of Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, celebrating the W. Oh, you so got to do it. Rowan, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm right on this, I think I've heard that that area is where a lot of, you know, kind of young people live. I think a lot of Giants players actually live up in Jersey City. So maybe you'll see them the day after the Eagles beat them. That'd be perfect. <laughs> That would be awesome. Um, obviously, uh, I'm pumped for the game. I my gut feel is this: I feel the Giants are hyped up. Obviously, New York big market. They've got the most obnoxious fans. Look at you know Knicks fans. Um, I think a big thing is this: they're holding too much credibility on uh, Week 18. I think you know Sirianni is saying they kind of were preparing for the Giants a little bit too. I I think a lot of us thought the Giants were going to beat the Vikings. Not a surprise. Nobody really in the right mind thought Seattle was going to be the 49ers. So from a coaching point of view, why would you show the Giants, you know, your hand? So I, I'm of the opinion that if, uh, if the Giants play their best game and we play our best game, I'm with you. It's a two-score game. If we play a solid game but not our A game, we win by six, seven, eight points. We play a lousy game. We win by a couple of points. Either way, it's an Eagles win. Yeah, I, I, the way I'd frame it, Rowan, and we'll, then we'll play explicit history, as long as the Eagles don't play a terrible game. Like, if, if they play a D or, or an F game, yeah, then they'll lose, right? It's the playoffs. You can't play D or F games. But if they play an average to a well-above-average game, they got this, Rowan. There's no doubt in my mind this is going to be a double-digit win. Rowan, you ready to play some explicit history? Absolutely. Let's go for it. All right, let's do it. Explicit history for Rowan here. Let's go back. Eagles-Giants playoff history. Let's hear it. Giants jumping. Back goes Garcia. He steps up. He lets it fly. Complete. He's got a touchdown. Takes the highs and falls in the end zone. Rowan, who made that touchdown catch from Garcia? 2006 playoff game, Eagles-Giants. I'm taking a uh, bit of a stretch here. I've only been in Philly since 2016. I'm from Toronto originally. I'm going to throw out Terrell Owens. It's not a bad guess. I mean, he played here around that time, but it actually really appreciates the call. He was gone the year before that. Yeah, this guy was kind of his replacement. Yes. Traded for him in the offseason. And then the next year he ended up in New England. And then he committed incidental vehicular manslaughter. That is also also a fact about the player we're talking about. I mean, it's not you know, it's not a stat we usually use, but unfortunately that is the truth. Um he was a good player. I always thought he actually could have been better. I, I just thinking back to his career, I don't remember. I don't. His numbers aren't in front of me. I just always thought of him as a guy that could have been better than he was. Um, Saints. He. I forget the order, but Saints here. He was on the undefeated Patriots team. I forget where he ended up after that. It, did he play after that? I, I forget what happened with the legal case. So Saints for four years came here. 
He only played 12 games here, but had 725 yards. Pretty good. Then New England. Then New England, then Cleveland. Miami? Missed a season for a violation of league personal conduct. Which is that? Uh, Baltimore for a year, Washington for a year, and then went back to New England in 2012. Okay. Played one game, had one catch. I, I wonder, he had one catch for 63 yards and a touchdown. I wonder if that, that incident that we were talking about, the accident that someone obviously got hit, I think he might have been in Miami. I, I, I kind of remember Miami as a storyline in his career. Maybe that was why. But, yeah, he was a good player, and he was here and made that big touchdown grab in the 06 playoff game. Sean is up on WIP. Hey, Sean. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, Sean. What do you think? What's, what's your gut telling you? So um, I'm liking I'm liking the uh, enthusiasm I'm hearing from you and from other fans as well. Um, I think that if Nick Sirianni has done a great job preparing, which he has done throughout his career with the Eagles, I think the Eagles win this game. Well, and and Sean, you think about Sirianni and and when he started off here, what two and five his first seven games? I mean, we all were questioning what what this guy was, but since then. I mean, it's been remarkable how good they've been. I mean, since then, I think they've lost five games in the last year and a half. I mean, they've been – they probably have the best record in the league since that point. Maybe the Bills, Chiefs are close to them, but it's been a really good run for him. Yeah, you know what, Joe? Um, one thing that I really liked about uh, Sirian right off the jump was when he was kind of getting questioned by certain reporters, uh, he was not uh, hesitate to call himself out and say, look, I need to improve in this area. And I think that's a, that having that kind of approach in anything will get you a long way. So I agree. Yeah, there, there's some humility to him. And I think it's probably easy to get these players to to agree they have to get better, right? He, he said, I got to get better. They did too. And, and look where they are now. Sean, you ready to play some explicit history? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Eagles, Giants, playoff history. Let's hear it. Garcia goes to... Off right tackle, 45-40, 35-30, 25-20, he cuts back, he's at the 15, he's at the 10! An amazing, amazing 51-yard touchdown run! Sean, who, who had, what Eagle back had that run, 06 playoff game here against the Giants? 06 playoff run against the Giants. I'm going to just go ahead and say um, the obvious random pick, Brian Westbrook. You nailed it, Sean. Sean, we appreciate the phone call. That was a heck of a run by Westbrook. That was early in the game. See, he had two bigger ones in that game. One early, the Merrill call we just played. And he had one late to kind of put them in in, in very, I'd say, advantageous situation to finish that game. He, he kind of went off right tackle. Both, I think both were off the right tackle uh, at that point. And that was, uh, I mean, an enormous run in that game. That, that was an interesting game, but it was – if I remember all the scoring correctly, the 06 playoff game here, the Giants scored first on a Plaxico Burris touchdown. Then the Eagles kind of took control for a while. In fact, I believe they went up 10 at one point late late in the game, maybe late they went third. Up 20 to 10 late in the third quarter. And then by the middle of fourth quarter, it was 20 to 20. The Giants came back. And made, yeah, Jay Feely hit a field goal and Plaxico Burris scored a touchdown. Yeah, and then obviously the Eagles finished it and, and got through that game. But Westbrook was enormous with those big runs. Lou is up on WIP. Hey, Lou. Joe Tucker, what's up, guys? How we doing, Lou? What's on your mind today? What are you thinking? I'm, I'm just so pumped, man. I got my uh, Jason Kelsey jersey. I'm one of those guys. I uh, got the Kelsey jersey ready for tomorrow. I'm going to a, a, a decent Eagles bar here in Denver called Larimer Beer Hall. It's full Eagles fans. Feels like you're in Philadelphia. And I'm just pumped, man. I feel like this game's going to be one of those early season type games where, you know, maybe because of the um, the layoff, they might come out a little, you know, I don't want to say flat, but, you know, maybe overhyped, overamped. 
then they settle in and they just rock them in the second quarter and they go up big. Maybe the Giants keep it close towards the end and it's maybe, but I have the Eagles 30 to 20. They're just going to grind them down to a pulp with that offensive line, man. You're going to see what they did in the first game this year happen again. And we have nothing to be worried about. I mean, we're the better team across the board. So I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, and, and Lou, I think the way you framed it, the kind of grind them down. They're they're healthy right now, twenty one to twenty two starters. They're off a bye. Giants are playing, you know, their third straight road game. Better O line, better D line. Exactly the way you framed it is is how those games usually go when you kind of add all these things together. By the end, it just feels like they're going to overwhelm them. Yeah, and I mean, Sirianni is going to have them. Uh, he's been such a great coach, man. From two and five last year, and then the flower stuff. But you know, everyone's bought in. You have too many veterans on this team, too many guys that wanted to, to just, you know, not come out focused. They've been focused this week. Um, I saw the hype video that, that I think WIP put on, you know, attention to detail. I mean, when you have better talent and better coaching, you know what the results are going to be tomorrow. Yeah, and most times those results this year have been wins. Lou, before we uh, play Explicit History, you want to give us a chant here? go Lou all right let's see let's do it explicit history Eagles Giants playoff history we give you the call you tell us the name bleeped out here we go back goes Manning he steps up he guns it and it is intercepted at the 40 to the 36 that's better than a sack Lou Eli picked off 06 who made the who made the play this cornerback is probably more famous for a play he made the following week if that helps Sheldon Brown. Oh, yes, and he probably yes. is. Thanks for the assist, Tucker. Uh, it was, that was an assist by Tucker. Lou, we appreciate the phone call. Yes, Sheldon's more known for the next week. The Bush hit in New Orleans. It's such a weird play because it's pretty inconsequential in the game. It didn't really do anything. Just really just an incomplete pass. Yeah, swing pass. They lost the game anyway, but... I bet if you ask a lot of people, it's probably like one of the ten greatest plays in Eagles history. Well, you know why I think it is one. It's a it's a big play. It's a it's a big moment in a playoff game that like stood out. Also, that was around the time it was the we're, we're towards the end of you can hit like those kind of hits. Have do you only, think that hit would have been illegal today? So I don't. I have to watch it again. I have to see it like with with I like like my mind now the way we watch football. I just feel like the the era of being a. a DB coming up, flying up, and making a big hit kind of started to end around then, even if that was legal in any era. Yeah, like I, I do think there's a lot of almost trepidation yeah. when it comes to defensive backs who aren't trying to you know headhunt and knock a guy back like that. But I don't know. I think when the Eagles play the the Saints, it kept popping up on Twitter that whole week. Remember this play? Yeah, he hit him in the stomach with his shoulder. I mean, I know a lot of people are saying, "Man, remember when you could hit in the NFL? This would be illegal today. He'd be walked out, walked off the field in handcuffs." I really do think it was a legal hit. Reggie Brown just weighed, you know, 160 pounds, soaking wet. Yeah, I just watched it again. Um, I agree with you. It is Maybe a- he lowered his helmet, but for the most, I mean, that's his shoulder pad into his stomach. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't anywhere near his head, for sure. Also, Drew Brees let Reg- left Reggie Bush out to dry. I mean, he just got rocked there. The ball was just hung up in the air. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. What's your gut feeling on tomorrow? We are now just a little bit over. 25 hours away from kickoff at Lincoln Financial Field. Enough of the breaking down. Enough of the, I mean, timeout, Merrill. Enough of the breaking down all the stuff out there. We've seen the stats. We've seen all the takes out there about Daniel Jones and and Brian Dable and the nonsense that it's like the 07 Giants team. Here, Here are the facts. 
This Eagles team was 14-3. The Giants were 9-7-1. When they played both straight up, both teams trying, the Eagles put up 48 points. My gut's telling me the Eagles rested better home. They're going to win this game by double digits. 215-592-9494. Gut feeling. Close game or Eagles pull away in a rout? We'll talk about that. We're going to give our keys to the game, our key players for this one. Coming up next, all your phone calls and explicit history of the Giants-Eagles playoff games over the years on Sports Radio 94 WIP.